and made me strongly desire to learn who this old woman was and what she did in her great lonely house. I imagined her as passing there an existence devoted to good works and pious meditation. But one day, when I had stopped in the street to look at her, she turned sharply round and darted at me a look, the horrible expression of which I knew not how to describe, and made three or four hideous grimaces at me. Then dropping again her doddering head, she drew her large shawl about her, the ends of which trailed after her on the ground, and slowly entered her heavy door. That's an old madwoman, I said to myself, a malicious, cunning old madwoman. I ought not to have allowed myself to be so interested in her. But I'll try and recall her abominable grimace. <laughs> to back will give me fifteen florins for it willingly. This way of treating the matter was far from satisfying my mind, however. The old woman's horrible glance pursued me everywhere, and more than once while scaling the perpendicular ladder of my lodging-hole, feeling my clothes caught in a nail, I trembled from head to foot, believing that the old woman had seized me by the tails of my coat for the purpose of pulling me down backwards. To back, to whom I related the story, far from laughing at it, received it with a serious air. "'Master Christian,' he said, "'if the old woman means you harm, take care. "'Her teeth are small, sharp-pointed, and wonderfully white, "'which is not natural at her age. "'She has the evil eye. "'Children run away at her approach, "'and the people of Nuremberg call her Fledermaus. "'I admired the Jew's clear-sightedness, "'and what he had told me, made me reflect a good deal. But at the end of a few weeks, having often met Fledermouse without harmful consequences, my fears died away, and I thought no more of her. One night, when I was lying sound asleep, I was awoken by a strange harmony. It was a kind of vibration so soft so melodious that the murmur of a light breeze through foliage can convey but a feeble idea of its gentle nature. For a long time I listened to it, my eyes wide open and holding my breath, the better to hear it. At length, looking towards the window, I saw two wings beating against the glass. I thought at first that it was a bat imprisoned in my chamber, but the moon was shining clearly and showed the wings of a magnificent night moth, transparent as lace. At times their vibrations were so rapid as to hide them from my view. Then for a while they would lie in repose, extended on the glass pane, their delicate articulations made visible anew. This vaporous apparition in the midst of the universal silence, opened my heart to the tenderest emotions. It seemed to me that a sylphid, pitying my solitude, had come to see me. And this idea brought the tears to my eyes. Have no fear, gentle captive, have no fear, I said to it. Your confidence shall not be betrayed. I will not retain you against your wishes. Return to heaven to liberty. 
and I opened the window. The night was calm. Thousands of stars glittered in space. For a moment I contemplated this sublime spectacle, and the words of prayer rose naturally to my lips. But then, looking down, I saw a man hanging from the iron stanchion which supported the sign of the Boeuf Grasse, the hair in disorder, the arms stiff, the legs straightened to a point, and throwing their gigantic shadow the whole length of the street. The immobility of this figure in the moonlight had something frightful in it. I felt my tongue grow icy cold, and my teeth chattered. I was about to utter a cry, but by what mysterious attraction I know not, my eyes were drawn towards the opposite.